Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we are going international again. By listener request, we actually got an awesome review from one of our listeners in Australia, and they specifically asked for more Australian episodes, and so here it is. Awesome. I love it. And Australia is just a really cool country. I think we've talked about before. There's a lot more in Australia that I'm way more scared of than ghosts, but there's a lot of creepy places here. This is your haunted holiday at the quarantine station in Sydney, Australia. All right. So, Lindsay, let's get into this Australian episode. And they actually say this is the most haunted place in Sydney, Australia. I mean, you know, that's it's a relative term we yeah. hear a lot, right? Yeah, it's a relative <laughs> term. But this I actually heard quite a bit when I was researching this place. And honestly, it really does make sense. But what's weird about it is today it's kind of like this luxury place that you can go visit. But yeah, there's some creepy history here. So the quarantine station today is just very simply known as the Q station. So if you are looking it up and wanting to go ahead here, that's what you're going to want to search for. But essentially why this was created, in around the year of 1832, there was a major cholera outbreak in Europe. And as immigrants were coming into Australia, they decided we really need to protect our citizens from these diseases that are coming in from other countries. You know, Australia is a very large island and there was some pretty serious diseases being spread around the globe at the time. And so they decided on the coastline as ships were coming in to create this quarantine station for them to stop at. And essentially it would be anybody who came in by ship as an immigrant, if there was even one person on board the ship that was displaying any symptoms of illness, they would be required to stop and stay at this quarantine station for up to 40 days. 40 days? Whoa! I would think like, I mean, I know with COVID we say like two weeks, but I guess I guess some diseases have longer, longer time for them to really show up, I guess. Right. And there was a lot of different diseases, right, that this quarantine station held people for. Bubonic plague, Lindsay? Yeah, that's a bad one. I mentioned cholera was a big one, smallpox, tuberculosis, Spanish flu. So there was all kinds of diseases that people were here quarantining for. And the other thing that's important to point out is depending on what type of passenger you were on this ship depended on what your accommodations would be at this place. So if you were a first-class passenger arriving into Australia, typically you would get like a first-class private cabin where it'd be much more difficult for you to get disease from, from maybe one of the other passengers that were on the ship. But if you were anything other than first class, you got lumped together into rooms of like 60 people that you'd be staying with for up to 40 days 
which you could imagine would just probably spread the disease more if there actually was disease within, you know, your your group. No doubt. That sounds awful. So Rose on Titanic would be set. Like she'd be in a great situation for 40 days and then Jack, he's in with the rest of the, the plague, potentially. That's absolutely right. I guess that's one way to, to think of it in a pop culture way is Rose and Jack. Now, the other thing that happened that I think is kind of disturbing is shortly after they would arrive, they would actually go through chemical showers of carbolic acid to kill like lice and different germs, hopefully any diseases that they may be carrying off of them from the ship. And this apparently several days after you would take this chemical shower, your skin would start to peel. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, it was supposed to be pretty terrible. I mean, at least you don't have lice anymore if you had it. But I mean, how much skin peeling? It's like a chemical peel, probably. Sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, it does sound terrible. Now, you can imagine with all of the disease going around here that there was a number of people that passed away. And over the course of the time that it was a quarantine station, there was actually three different cemeteries that were built on the property. And most of which are pretty dilapidated and very little can be seen. In fact, the first cemetery had been, you know, it's on the coastline, very much washed away. I think there's like one standing gravestone, for example, but those are still there. And are are those graveyards, are they only people that died there at the quarantine station? Or are they filled with just anyone who maybe wanted to be buried there? My understanding is they were specific for people that passed away at the quarantine station. And over the about 150 years that it was opened, they say about 26,000 people stayed here. And at least, they say, 600 people that we know were documented died of some sort of illness. However, they think that number is actually significantly larger than that because in the early 1800s when it first opened, apparently they were not very good at actually documenting how many people passed away here. So we know 600, but it's probably a much higher number than that. Gosh, I I feel like 26,000 people, that's a lot of people, right? But for 600 people to die out of 26,000, I mean, that's actually a lot. Those aren't incredible odds, really, if you think about it. And if the number's higher, I mean, gosh, let's say it's 1,000 people. Gosh, you got like a one in, I don't know what the odds are, but it's not good. Yeah. (laughs) This sounds risky. Totally. Now, in 1984 is when the quarantine station finally closed. They reopened it as a national park, and today it's been taken over. It's still a national park, but they have redone a lot of the different buildings and cabins and have turned it into a kind of luxury hotel accommodation that you can actually stay at. Or just go visit during the day if if you're not interested in actually getting a room and staying the night. Oh my gosh, this sounds kind of cool to be able to say, gosh, I, a hotel that used to be like a quarantine. I mean, for us, we think it's cool, right? It used to be like something historical and, and interesting. There's something interesting about it, but I don't know. I think it sounds 
super intriguing. I would love to go stay in a place like this. Your Haunted Holiday now has Patreon. That's right. If you're a YHH addict and just want more, you can now get access to early released episodes and member exclusive episodes. Exclusive episodes will feature exciting new paranormal topics that don't fit our typical format, but I am dying to discuss them with our listeners. Think Bigfoot, UFOs, and other infamous hauntings. You can also get updates on some of our most recent trips with content that just didn't really fit into one of our normal episodes. Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash your haunted holiday or go to yourhauntedholiday.com to find the link. Now they do say, Lindsay, that every building on this property has experienced some paranormal activity. So I would say if you stay the night here, like there's probably pretty decent odds you might actually run into something. What kind of hauntings are we talking about? Because I mean, we say that a lot, right? But we know it's whale watching. It's just, you just don't know if you're going to come across anything. Very true. But the hauntings here really are kind of all over the place. So you can experience things like slamming doors, footsteps, light switches, turning themselves on and off. Also, light bulbs bursting because they think maybe uh, something is trying to put a lot of energy into it. But also like mists that float around and they say it's not just like a fog. It's like a mist that is floating around almost like knowingly knowing where it's going, moving in a very like intentional way. That's really strange. I was thinking about the light, uh, you know, the uh, the light bulbs bursting. And remember that happened at the Windsor Hotel way back when, you know, my uh, cousins were there with my mom and aunt. And so maybe there's something to that, right? Like maybe it was an electrical thing. I didn't even think about that being the case for the Windsor light bulb, but I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Well, I mean, I can tell you, I have never once had a light bulb randomly burst at my house. Now, (laughs) none of the houses that I've lived in were built in the early 1800s. So, I mean, maybe there's electrical stuff from back then that would have caused that. Although my last house was a 60s house. And yeah, there was some electrical things, lights flickering on and off, but never did a light bulb actually burst. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, maybe someone has a reasonable explanation for something like that happening, but you're right. I mean, I've never, I've never had that happen. Never. I I think that is very strange. It's just like, you know, if I take my K2 meter, you know, my house isn't haunted and guess what? It doesn't go off at my house, but when I go to some of these haunted places, it does. And, and so to me, that says a lot, I, you know, It's interesting how you really do get different phenomena at some of these like knowingly haunted locations. Yes, it it is a very different energy, I would say, a lot of times in the place. Now, the other thing that this place is known for, Lindsay, is apparitions. There is a ton of apparitions that are seen here. In fact, to the point where at one point somebody was kind of pulling up 
into the the park and they slammed on their brakes because there was a group of people crossing the road they were ghost people they were like slightly transparent oh my gosh a whole group I mean, I can't imagine that there's like a huge group of ghost people that are intelligently haunting, right? I mean, it could be the case, but it sounds more residual. Potentially, I, I, I don't know, right? But that would be my bet. There could be some intelligent ghosts working together to cross the street. Like, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I mean, absolutely possible. The other things you want to look for is obviously this is a quarantine facility. So there was doctors and nurses here lots of doctors and nurse apparitions that are seen throughout especially in kind of the nurses quarters where they would actually stay and there are rooms that you can get in like the old nurses quarters that have now of course been you know refurbished and beautified um some of the other things that you want to look for there is a man in a fedora hat that is seen There is a blood-soaked woman wearing a white dress that's seen around the property. There's also a, what they describe as a very nice Chinese immigrant in kind of like old Chinese garments, I guess I would describe it as. So a lot of different apparitions that you have the potential to see. The most prevalent apparitions, however, are children. They say that they think there's about 20 children haunting this property the one that they think is the most active and is interactive with people is an apparition little girl that they say is in pigtails which is creepy in itself but her name is marion and she actually will kind of sit in the area where they hold the ghost tours to start them off and sometimes they think that she's literally watching the tour and will kind of pick somebody to hold their hand and mm-hmm. even kind of follow them throughout the tour. And they say like there's been people that weren't aware that this was a spirit that haunts the place and that she's kind of like clung to an individual on the tour that they thought, oh, it's just some little girl hanging out next to me. And then she like disappears like towards the end of the tour for them. How cool would that be? I mean, what an awesome experience. Like we need to go and go on this tour and hope that we run across Marion because that would be something to see. 100% agree. And the other thing is that's interesting about her, I think to increase your odds is she's kind of attracted to fancy looking shoes. So wear some shiny shoes or something because she tends to gravitate towards that. Get those Christian Louboutins out for your ghost tour, folks. <laughs> I unfortunately do not own a pair of Christian Louboutins, but I can find something. Right. You know, you can find something more economical for sure. The other place on the property specifically that I think looks really creepy is what they call the shower block. And this is where people would take like those chemical showers and it's just like old school looking like metal shower cubicles when you see pictures of it. But they say apparitions a lot of times will just kind of like peep over the top of the cubicles and look down at people that are on like the ghost tour there. Super, super creepy. I can't imagine. I mean, there's some peeping toms going on over there. Yeah, it's like the ultimate creeper ghost. 
right? Like in the right. shower area. Very I creepy. wonder too, you know, did they, I imagine if, if someone, because this is a quarantine block, right? It's a quarantine location. If somebody got so sick that they're now close to death. I mean, did they die there or did they take them to a hospital? They died there because they had doctors and nurses on site. They wanted to contain all of that. So everything that happened illness wise was handled there at this place. So there's even gurneys that are still there that I've seen video of that like people died on those gurneys. Ooh, that's scary. Yes. The last thing, Lindsay, which I think is kind of unique. I'm going to talk about this. We have what they believe to be a demon at this location. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. It's a unique (laughs) demon, though. (laughs) I was not expecting you to say this. I was thinking, wow, it sounds like really nice, you know, just people haunting this place. That sounds like my kind of place. So this is in the nurses' quarters, okay? And... When I first was researching this, I couldn't find a lot of information. I was like, what makes them think this is a demon? Is it just doing like mean-spirited stuff, like scratching people? Like what is happening that has caused them to believe there is a demon here? Prepare yourself for this, Lindsay. So this is what they say this demon does. So you, I know, are familiar with Pennywise the Clown. Mm-hmm. Okay. And essentially they... Some of the people there, like the tour guides, will equate it to that to a degree because what this demon does is it will show people their worst fear, kind of like what Pennywise would do. So like, Lindsay, I know you're extremely scared of spiders. Right. So like some sort of like giant spider might be coming at you or something like that could be shown to you. That's crazy. I wonder how many people have had these experiences and what all they saw. I have no idea, but I mean, that's kind of scary. I don't even know what they would show me. I'm, I'm not even really sure. I have plenty of fears, but I don't know what my like greatest fear is. I but- wonder, like, were they able to provide any examples? Like the people claiming that there's this demon there in the nurse's quarters did they provide anything like this one lady was staying there and oh my gosh she saw a snake or like anything i could not find anything that was super specific although so they do say that this demon will a lot of times appear as a black mass sometimes it will appear as a man like very smartly dressed in like a business suit which is also does he have a hat creepy who knows probably like hat man kind of thing oh my gosh probably but there was one story that i saw on a video where the one of the tour guides said that he could kind of feel something next to him like crouching down and it was like a black mass that slowly grew larger and larger next to him until it was like towering over the top of him super creepy I, 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 you know, it might not be a demon at all. Like, so this is my skepticism here, right? I think if that demon actually shows people their worst fears, I feel like we would have heard more stories about it. Number one, I think there would be like some actual examples they could provide, you know, because if, if they know this much about the demon, that this is what it's capable of, it must have happened multiple times, right? Not just once, and- not just twice. 
And there may be those stories out there, Lindsay. I yeah. am not the encyclopedia of this location. I can only yeah. find what is available to me. And they do have ghost tours here, which I will talk about. And I would imagine on the actual ghost tour, they may talk more specifically about things like that. Or you could even ask them, like, what is a situation where this has happened? Because you're right. I mean, it is pretty unique, interesting skill that this demon has. Maybe it's just a smartly dressed guy who's haunting this place that died there. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm a little skeptical on this one, but listeners, if you know about this demon and if you've heard an actual example of, of, of it, reach out, go to our contact us page on your I'd be curious. So Lindsay, today this place is really, really neat and they have restored a lot of it. They do historic tours, they do ghost tours, they embrace the ghosts here, even though it is very much considered a luxury accommodation place because it's also on the coastline. So it's beautiful, they have weddings here and different events. They have a nice restaurant that's I think called like the Boiler Room Kitchen, which is actually in the original boiler room of the quarantine center. So cool things like that. There's hiking trails, biking trails. I think they even give you access to bikes to rent, kayaks, paddle boards. So more than just ghost hunting and and staying the night. The rooms themselves look really nice and they range significantly. So I am just going to give you a, a quick breakdown of it. You can go to their website if you're interested in staying here. But the rooms do look nice and they range in size. Like you can get a cabin, you can get an apartment for an entire family, for example, different locations on the property. But the most basic rooms, like a queen to a king size room, are I think actually pretty economical considering how nice they are and the location. So they range between about $130 to $200 a night for okay. kind of your standard room. In, I mean, you'd think in Sydney, Australia, it's a pretty big city, you know, and a typical cost, it seems to me, for a big city. It doesn't sound outrageous. No. And the fact that you're on the coastline. I yeah. Think, and know. it sounds like a very nice place to stay. Yes, it is. And then they have suites. They have cabins that, again, get larger if you, I mean, you could literally have an entire family stay in some of these situations here that they have the other thing that they have is they have nightly ghost tours which again they embrace their ghosts and i like that and these ghost tours start every night at 8 p.m they are two and a half hours long and they are 55 dollars a person to be able to go are they just they're not doing like ghost hunting really they're just kind of touring you around the property and explaining the ghosts that's what it sounds like to me although two and a half hours that's a pretty long ghost tour yeah so i would imagine i mean it didn't say anything about like bring your equipment or we provide equipment but like that's a long enough time where you're probably going to be in some like dark rooms bring your bring your equipment and I would guess for two and a half hours, you're going to be able to wander around that place a bit. It's a long ghost tour. I mean, you're right. Typically, 
a ghost tour at a hotel that you're not actively ghost hunting is usually like an hour. It's not two and a half hours. So who knows, maybe you're doing a little something. I would bring with me like a K2 meter or something like that just to try to catch something. Totally. And if I ever go to Sydney, which the spiders and, and all of that scares me to do it, but I would like to go to Sydney. But I don't. I don't think that those giant spiders that they have out there are chilling in Sydney. I think they're out in the country. What are those called? They're like um, the huntsman spiders. Yes. Yes. That is terrifying. Let me just say <laughs> they're huge. But, you know, I've heard somebody say, oh, they're no big deal. You know, they're really calm and friendly. I've had to shoo them out with a broom. Oh, my gosh. I would just... I don't know. Freak out. I don't know because I was watching a video about this place on YouTube and like the very first image was a pretty big spider on one of the walls outside of the place where they were going to go on the ghost tour. Oh my gosh. It was, I don't think it was a huntsman spider, but I mean, it was like the size of my hand. It 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 probably was, probably was a huntsman. But then you also have, you got saltwater crocodiles out there if you're going into the, into the ocean and great white sharks and killer jellyfish i mean it's a dangerous world out there in australia (laughs) we love our australian listeners but those are the things it's like the trifecta of why i would be scared to go to the beach in australia yes well i do want to thank all of our listeners and we so appreciate the reviews so this this review um is a new one from one of our listeners in Australia. She says, hi girls, coming to you from NSW Australia and loving your podcast. You have just the right mixture of fact, folklore, and fun that leaves me hanging out for the next episode. I love that you have a a level of skepticism and don't try to hype up every noise or sight as a ghost. Uh, This makes you believable. Love to hear some more Aussie hauntings. So here you go. This is our gift to you. If you're enjoying the show, please make sure to leave us a five-star review just like this listener did here and reach out to us. Go to our Contact Us page, like I said earlier, on our website, yourhauntedholiday.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube, all of that good stuff, and have a great week. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.